What's up, everybody? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 59, and this week we may not have Iffy again, but we have another great guest. This week we have Mike Giori, who is one of the co-hosts of the Sneaker History Podcast. And if you're listening to this and have listened or know about the Sneaker History Podcast, make sure you're tuning in tonight. That's right, tonight to... The Sneaker History Twitch page, which you can find in the description here, well, I will be a guest on uh, their show. I forgot the segment. I think it's like Rocket or Cop It, and which is totally my fault, my bad. But I'm excited to be there, and I'm here right now this morning, every week, every Friday in the morning, giving you that sweet, sweet story or stories that we come about every week on this on this podcast. Um, as you know, if he is busy currently working on a gajillion things, uh, wasn't able to jump on the intro or the interview, but le- neither here or there. Make sure you check out everything that he's working on so that he when by the time he comes back, yeah, we'll just we'll be smooth going. Everybody knows what's going on. Nobody, nobody know. Nobody needs to be like, oh, he was doing what now. So this week it was announced that I'm just going to jump into some current topics that I, I feel like we we probably will touch one if he's back. But this week, Louis Vuitton and Nike dropped their sneak peek or their special whatever or however you know they started seeding the influencers and you could go to dj Khaled's page you could see the upcoming air force one off-white style louis vuitton air force one and i mean them things are goddamn gorgeous right the one thing i really wanted to touch on is the 200 pairs that are going to be released in Sotheby's for auction, all proceeds will be um, helping out Virgil Abloh's foundation. And, you know, as you know, passed away tragically from cancer. And if you've listened to the Virgil episode, he was a big influence on both Ify and I. Uh, we reminisced over what he has done in terms of just move the culture forward and also things that he done he has done that impacted us and it's very interesting to see as i mean i tweeted out earlier you know it's a little bit wild like the fact that they well louis vuitton i don't know who is is spearheading this but it's uh a wild thing to be like we're just going to release 200 pairs put it on Sotheby's for auction and see where it goes. It's the most craziest thing. I mean, the only thing I can size this up to this magnitude is when they released the Back to the Future. um, Why am I blanking on the name? It was one of my favorite shoes of all time. (laughs) The the Back to the Future sneakers on eBay um, during the Michael J. Fox uh parkinson's foundation right 
which was amazing. And I mean, like $10,000 for a shoe that lights up. It's crazy. And then they released them again in an upgraded version where they actually put the adapt function on them. And those were going for like $20,000 on top of that. So I think, you know, this and especially for a good cause like that. These shoes are going to be. Probably one of the most sought after shoes like you can see. And I mean, just to just to just to put it in kind of perspective, right? Uh, there was for people who are listening that weren't in that aren't in the game or into hype culture. Supreme, which is if you've seen a picture of me, I'm probably wearing some Supreme. It's a brand. Uh, they did a collaboration with Louis Vuitton a couple of years ago, like three, four, five years ago, and that collection was going for crazy money, right? And most of the stuff never even dropped. Like you can't even go into like the store and pick it up or like it was all stuff. It was all nothing but it literally was nothing but hearsay for that job because I didn't see anybody with anything. I saying I think I've seen more people with the, the fake stuff than the actual real collections, right? Uh, the Nike Air Max. There we go. Now I remember. Sorry, I had to look it up because my brain was racking. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, yeah, they're one of the Air Max are one of my favorite shoes. But yeah, that auction was bananas. Anyway, Supreme released a collab with Louis Vuitton that I felt was like hearsay in order to get, and it still was releasing for exorbitant amounts of money. Like the wallet was like a thousand dollars. The the they had a jean jacket with an all over Louis Vuitton print. That had Supreme on it as well. And that was like $5,000. Like these numbers were crazy. The resale on it was bananas. So for this collaboration, and, and, and if you guys look it up, please give it a look. Like all the sneakers that are going to be released are, they're Air Forces, but you can tell it's all high quality grade stuff. Like you know how Louis Vuitton does. They're not going to skimp out on stuff. So they're putting in a ton of money on it. And it's not, and like this stuff is probably built to last and age well. So to me, this drop probably is going to have to end up being like one of the most sought after drops for years to come, I think. And on top of that, because I think in my assumption is, is that they're going to release several colors that not that everybody can get, but people who have money can definitely get. And then these 200 pairs are going to be auctioned off just for the good cause like they're coming with uh like a box or a trunket i think they're called custom made just for the occasion um like i said look up look at these influencers that are just getting them and look up at at dj Khaled's p uh video of him receiving it like i had to stop it because i was just too envious to keep continuing watching because those shoes like it just, it, I mean, not to seem so flabbergasted, but it does bring this crazy element that was kind of lost in the sneaker culture that it is now, where you would get these Air Forces that only if you knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody could get them, right? Like you have, if you look up, the UNOs, 
if you look up the even just the chambers like there if you look up just the chamber air forces where it's all just a depiction of like lebron before he was coming into the league or like i think his first year in the league and they had like different chambers that he was going to like it was a whole it was a whole thing and those shoes were being super sought after um that is kind of like this to me because air forces are a big staple in the sneaker culture you know i think the way that this current shoe looks like it reminds me of like the 2000s when people were just taking the prints and putting them on air forces left and right like it was you'd get a throwback jersey you throw on the you, you throw on these custom made louis vuitton or gucci or burberry uptowns and you just you just rolling through high school thinking that you the shit but i digress it's going to be a great episode. Maybe a little bit of technical difficulties here and there. Try to clean it up as much as possible. Your boy put in the work, but it's, it's very enjoyable. Mike tells some really good stories, and I'm very eager for y'all to listen to it. Uh, we'll see if we get iffy on next week. You know, bug him. Bug him on Twitter. Bug him if you want to hear from him, because that will give him more incentives to jump on, squeeze us in. You know what I mean? And it's all good, though. Uh, so on to where you can find Mike. You can find Mike on all his socials at at Mad Watcher 789. Make sure you check out the Sneaker History podcast and definitely check out Mike's YouTube channel, which you will find a link in the description. Everything will be linked in the description. If you want to check out the Sneaker History podcast, check them out. They did a, re- a recent uh, really good interview uh, about like not being a sneakerhead, but having to report on sneakers. Uh, they interviewed somebody. It was amazing. Um, and then also make sure you check out the Twitch link tonight because this is coming out tomorrow. Well, this is coming out Friday. Uh, yeah, I'm recording it to the Thursday. <laughs> and you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Don't forget to follow Ify at, at Ify Nawadaway on all socials. Make sure you check out his new companion podcast for peacemaker right it's peacemaker i keep messing the name up which is totally my bad it's peacemaker and i called a peacekeeper last week and nobody fixed me nobody hit me up and was like dude you're saying this wrong <laughs> not even iffy <laughs> i keep saying and and it's funny because i watched the three episodes and i definitely checked out the podcast it's great great podcast um and it's a great show John Cena's killing it, but for some reason, I want to keep calling it Peacekeeper. And his name is Peacemaker. Totally my bad. Check out that podcast. Great companion. They've interviewed everybody that's on the show, I think. Uh, So far, first episode was like James Gunn, and then you just keep going. The list gets crazier and crazier. Uh, So don't forget to follow the podcast also at My First Kicks Pod. And hit up both the link trees if you need any additional information. So on to this week's guest, Mike Giore. What's up, Mike? Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Hoss, man? It's a pleasure to be here. 
Yo, I had Nick on, so you know I'm gonna slowly roll and get everybody, all 19 hosts of Sneaker History podcast. Dude, we're like a revolving door. We're like the uh, the Wu Tang Clan of podcasts. We just keep adding more and more people. Uh huh. I think I'm 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 now a part of it, right? Because I'm gonna be on tomorrow's episode of uh, well, when this releases, I'm being I'm on gonna be on the Sneaker History Twitch with Nick. Boom, doing. Copper, I forgot. I got hit up to do. It. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, it's I think copper it, something. Rocking and copping. Rocking and copping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's yeah. yeah he yeah. told me y'all were gonna do that one, so I was like, bet. I was, I'm gonna try to hop on um, at some point so I can uh, can join you guys for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but since you know we already started jumping into this, we'll let people know uh, about yourself and and you know just what you do. Yeah, man. So. You know, I am, of course, a member of a sneaker history podcast. Uh, we've been, this is our, going on year three, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's crazy. It's kind of a blur. We're almost at 300 episodes, which is crazy. Um, but besides that, I mean, I do the the YouTube channel under my name, Mike Guillory, still associated. Everything I do is, you know, we want to make, make it a part of sneaker history. So you always hear me talk about sneaker history through the channel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, growing, you know, something that has been a, kind of a passion project for me to start with the the media, you know, all different facets, just don't want to limit myself to one thing. So really want to just jump in everything. But besides sneakers, man, I am a husband, a father of soon to be three children. So, whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man. So uh, <laughs> it is awesome. It's, a, it's a, definitely a juggle, but I know that when this is all said and done, I think this is something worthwhile to really pass down through the family, you know, trying to build something great for everybody here. You got to you bringing back bronze like booties. You're going to get the Bruh. get some some ones <laughs> I don't, bronze. Ones? I don't have bronze ones. So I actually have my son's first Air Force ones on my shoe rack over here. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter has a pair of Jordan one. I, it's like the, the satin snake. She's wearing them right now, but she's going to grow out of them probably within the next month. So I'll keep those. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. What we're going to get. So the next one on the way is another girl. So we're going to get her something. I don't know. Jordan ones, my my. Ah, you gotta you gotta go. You gotta go straight female designer. You gotta go either either Billy Eilish, a bit pair of Billy Eilishes, or like uh, a Lely May. If I get some Lely May fourteens for my uh-huh. for my newborn, that'd be sil- solid because that's a freaking sweet <laughs> shoe, man. So yeah, if you hear this, a Lely May, give me you know. I'll pay for them. I just need to know where I get the right size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a big fan. You know, she listens. She tunes in every week. Yo, we know. We know who we <laughs> repost this, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, but yeah, you know, um, yeah. So I had Nick on, and so it, it's, as I slowly work around, and and you know, we, we, I'm in the Discord, so just seeing how like you push like your your lane of sneaker videos, which are, which is are great because it's shoes that nobody, not like, not, not nobody, but like, it's not the same shoes all the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're picking this lane where of people like who are really want to check out a new shoe mm-hmm. or like something that's old, that it means something to you. Like you're doing the whole Jordan collection. Um, yeah. you're collecting each number. So like, like that is cool stuff to me, to me. I'm Yo, like, I'm like, wow, this is dope. I already, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I subscribed immediately, uh, and so like I brought it up to you were at like nine eighty nine or something like that, and I was just like, gotta gotta get this Yo, up in there. So, I will yeah. thank you because that <laughs> that that pushed to a thousand. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people see these videos like much respect to like guys like you know Chris, you know Nightwing, who I've actually get, gotten to know over this you know period of me getting into the sneaker world. 
super mm-hmm. cool guy. Great giving advice. Custo, uh, I got to know, like, not so much, a little bit, but he was great with advice as well whenever I reached out to him. So shout out to those guys. Uh, Brian from Nacho Average Finds. Those guys were super helpful, just kind of like finding like kind of the, because there's no, I would say the formula, but there's no formula. They were great at giving like tidbits of advice to really make me think about mm-hmm. things and super helpful. But it is, you see these people with a million followers or 100,000 followers. You think because you watch them all the time, it just happened like that. Mm-hmm. I've been going for two years. It took me two years to hit a thousand, which everyone's yeah. different, of course. But mm-hmm. the sneaker space is such a crowded space on, uh, on YouTube because, I mean, it's something that people love. And but at the same time, people think they can flip a quick dollar on it because sneakers right. are so popular. So it is one of those things that if you do it, enjoy it because it is a long ride. Um, and it's something, again, I just enjoy with the whole hitting a thousand means you become a YouTube partner. You, you start to be able to bring funds in from the videos. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to start with the sneakers, which I always want to be a part of my life and like my work. But I want to overall, like me, I have a, my youngest brother, uh, he does videos, he does photography and things like that. We've always talked about creating a, just kind of an overall media company where maybe we're doing marketing for businesses, not just sneakers, but anything, but creating content. And that's kind of the goal and being able to take that step further to become a YouTube partner has really helped thrust that goal because now I can start thinking about, you know, LLCs, business names and growing bigger. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of doors can open with sneakers and, you know, it's nice that YouTube is so available because people tell you what, back in the day, if it wasn't on TV, you weren't going to see it. And right. how hard was it to get something on TV? Who's going to listen to you? Now you have, you can take your own initiative and jump into something like a podcast or YouTube or Instagram with photographer, for photography. You just have the access in your pocket, basically, at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's facts. I mean, like starting this, I'm also know I also know of the struggles, mm-hmm. and so like, <laughs> especially in this, I like what I've, I find that's crazy is that the crowded space uh, of sneakerdom and sneaker culture, <laughs> and like, it, it's funny because like it, the crowded space is of like things, right? Yeah. And then once you do something that isn't like that it still gets lumped into that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, your guys' podcast, my podcast, me, me and Ify's podcast, uh, like, it gets lumped into that. Oh, you guys are just talking about current stuff. I can go to whoever about yeah. that, right? You know, like, but but then, like, how to, like, it's, it's all about this learning curve of just, like, how do you strictly get your message across within the first, like, three seconds of somebody trying to, like, stumbling across it and mm-hmm. then you know, moving, not instead of them moving past it, they still inquire more into it or like listen throughout your whole preview of it. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a a crowded space in the terms of just like, there's so many like items and you can't, you can't be like, all right, I'm going to just keep doing my thing and not touch these things. And then, you know, you got to like, kind of like, you got to like jump in and then be like, all right, all right, the water's okay. And then you got to yeah. jump back and be like, all right, I'm still doing my thing. I'm still doing my yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah. It's a dabble, man. Like there's so many different mm-hmm. things. I like, I, you guys probably see this whiteboard or well, not everyone, they can't, you can see this whiteboard behind me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's why I walk out. I, I really keep a lot of ideas. there. like, I'll go to my office and just jot something down. It's like, all right, I have this idea for this particular content. Could be zero sneakers involved. But I write mm-hmm. it down because there's some point I want to come in and really uh, make it into something, whether it's now or a year from now. I just need to have the idea. I walk around with books 
like these little miniature little notebooks I keep on me because I'll come up with a random idea and just need to put it down because the, the engine's always going. I need, I need to know exactly like I can keep thinking of ideas and which it happens, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I find the most random things get popular. Um, my first video to hit 10,000 views was from an ASIC Japan S. And if anyone mm-hmm. knows what an ASIC Japan S, it is it's kind of the shoe before the dunk or before, you know, the forum. It was back in like 83, I think, when it came out. And it is a basic freaking shoe. Yeah. I, I just liked it. I, it was almost like a, it was a, a, a anger buy because I was trying to get a pair of dunks one time. And I just got mad. I mm-hmm. found something similar. This video is constantly, every time I check any kind of analytics, is constantly the most viewed video on my channel. And I just can't understand. Like, I can't repeat that formula. That was, to me, a fluke. But I like to call those videos like kind of slow burns because I will pick things that people don't really talk about. Like we were, you know, talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And because it's more readily available or so niche that people will search at random times as opposed to, let's say, cool gray Jordan 11. Within the two weeks of the release, how many times does someone can actually go search that? It's already burned out. It's something yeah, that we exactly. already know what it is. But I will go look back at, oh, uh, a Bape Insta Pump Fury. That was something I didn't think about before. Let me go back and see what that was about. Or, you know, this, it was a Girls Were Awesome Forum 84. Didn't, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, I can go back and find, I try to find things that will age well or that will stand the test of time as opposed to, Oh, Jordan one fizzle out, you know, yeah. uh, dunk fizzle out because everything of course is going to have his moment, but there's some things that just last a little longer, I think. For sure. And it's perfect subway. What <laughs> makes stuff last longer is our stories. So why don't you just jump into uh, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? Yeah. So it was funny because my first pair of kicks wasn't something necessarily needed to have because at the age I was like, oh, okay. I was a kid. I mean, I was like five and didn't, you know, playing outside, but yeah, I will always remember this pair of kicks as my first pair of Jordans. And that was the Jordan 10 shadow. It was like, we, I got the pair when I first moved from Tacoma, Washington with my parents down to Texas. Uh, it was right before you know, school started. Real quick, let, yeah. let me let me read let me read a little bit about the shoe so yeah. that we can get a visualization of it. Uh, originally released in 1994, the shadow version of the Air Jordan 10 OG is celebrated as the colorway to stand out the most during a time when Nike was known for using lighter color combinations. The shoe's uppers, the shoe's upper blends shadow gray, nubuck, and black tumbled leather with a checkered inner lining atop a black midsole and matching outsole. The outsole features Jordan's accomplishments listed from his rookie year to 1994 and beyond. Yep. It was just a clean shoe. It's such a clean shoe. And I remember seeing my first pair and being like, yo, there's actually words on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I used to scrub mine at the bottom because I was like, because they had the words at the bottom. Like, wait, I don't want these to get messed up. I want to be able to see it. I'm sitting there scrubbing as like a five-year-old trying to make sure there's no dirt in between the letters and stuff. Like, what kind of OCD nonsense was that? And these were the 94 OGs. Like, so yeah. this is when they first came out. So it was just something you didn't see. And... What made them even more special was that my mom had bought them. She had bought my dad a pair as well. So we had the same shoes. You know, it was like to match mm-hmm. your dad at that age. It's like, it's a cool thing. And I will always to this day, like literally, I remember that shoe. I, there's nothing that will ever like, like taint that memory of that shoe. Like that shoe was perfect to me. 
And next time it releases, I will get a pair. I just refuse to pay resale for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I like the the ten OG Shadow. I feel like you know, because it was like to me, it just when I, when that came out. Well, not ninety nineteen ninety four when in. Uh, Cause I I'm the I I was probably what was I seven when that came out something like that I wasn't getting any sneakers during that time <laughs> so like I remember being like oh yeah the ten is just like you know oh just a regular black shoe but yeah the so like looking on goat it's like there was I don't see any re releases of the shoe until 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to say we're releasing a pack at one point. I, I think I'm wrong though. Did it? I thought it did. I could be completely wrong. I thought it was in one of those packs for some reason. But I the, the DMP only, packs possibly, but I can't. I can't quite remember. But I just know that the only true retro was that was it 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. There's I think it's retro since then, which is crazy. But the ten is mad disrespected. Like it's mad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> The ten, the ten is as disrespected as the nine, because like the yeah. nine gets that like like the nine is like we're gonna throw some colors out here. Like I don't, I don't know if you remember the whole uh, Johnny Kilroy yeah. pack. Yep. Yeah, it was a no, <laughs> but, but it was just like I don't mess. I, nines hurt my feet for some reason, but I always mm-hmm. respected the colors. Like that whole pack was sick, but now it, it's just one of those things. Like they set on shelves from for most of the colorways. Like Johnny Kilroy sold out, but everything else kind of you could find it and even outlets. But now because of Last Dance and that nonsense. Yeah, every everything is gone. Too much. It's too much, dude. <laughs> but I think like the nine and the ten share that like same boot look. Yeah. So I was never a big fan of them because they just look heavy, right? But the ten was actually like a light shoe, which 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 was um Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't know that like it was a light shoe, but then I was already past like, all right, I'm not going to be able to get any Jordan. So it don't even matter. Why? It's over. It's like, I'm out of here. Like, I'll catch you next time, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, what was what was so you moved down to Texas Mm -hmm. and you did you grow ended up growing up there? So, yes. So we moved down to Texas. My dad was in the Air Force and he was getting out of the Air Force. So we went to move closer to family, which like like 95 percent of my family is in Texas. So. Mm-hmm. Been in Texas since 1994. It is, you know, what 2022 now. So yeah, I'd say 99 percent of my life has been here. Wow. I mean, what was what is it like growing down, growing up down there? And then, like, obviously, the this shoe created the bug. So, <laughs> that shoe created know. the bug. It's just it is one of those things. It's like it was really planting the seed back then because still mm-hmm. as a kid, you don't in 1994 as a five year old, you're not thinking, oh, I gotta go get the next J. But it planted the seed because. I, you know, at that time we were a small enough size shoe. Jordans weren't super expensive back then. Like they were very, they were manageable. I was the only child back then. So, you know, it was like my foot wasn't growing super fast. So I had the 10, then the next school year, I was able to get the Concord 11. And then, wow, okay, big dog over here. <laughs> oh, but then it got to the 12. I got the Jordan to Cherry 12s, which those are three uh-huh. shoes. I just, those are my first three Jordans. And, but after that, it wasn't happening. It went to team George because like, Hey bro, your foot's getting bigger. It's getting expensive. So <laughs> went to team George and we went to, um, you remember foot actions two for 80. Yeah. That, that's when we started living in that lane for a while because they're like, bro, you got, you got siblings. This shoe's getting way too expensive. You better chill out. And that's when I started exploring other shoes at that point. Oh, I was able well, you, to, you, you ended up becoming a not, not only child. You were an only child until yeah, a certain point. I was only, oh, I was only child to a certain point. Uh, my, so when I turned six, 
that's when my first brother was born. And then when I turned eight, my next brother was born. So that's mm-hmm. the time you start really growing in, in shoes, you know, a little inflation on Jordans at that point. So at that point, again, went to team Jordans. Then we got to, Hey bro, you, you calm down. Like we're not going to spend a hundred dollars on a, a pair of shoes. Cause that's at that point when I got that size, it's like, Hey, these are a hundred plus mm-hmm. your foot's going to grow next week. And this don't make no sense. You're just going to destroy them. So that would gave me, that's why I never got stuck on Jordans. That's why I'm able, I feel like to me, I'm able to find different things because not only was I able to go through different brands, but I am a sucker for finding a deal. Like I will hunt for a deal, but um, yeah, man, like I just, like I was saying, I'm able to pick up a pair of Pharrell ice cream board flips for like 20 bucks. And that's how mm-hmm. I was able to like find things and just really explore because I didn't get stuck into that only Jordan mindset. And I can think that I, we were really thankful for my parents. They was like, Hey bro, you need to figure it out. You can't just go in here and just spend an X amount of dollars on shoes all the time. So I don't know. That's how I kind of live right now. No. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a solid, um, I don't know what to say. Lesson. No, <laughs> it's like, it's that a mindset. solid. Yeah. It's a solid mindset to take, uh, especially cause like, I mean, obviously we, when you grow up and not having, the money for everything mm-hmm. it's like everything that you want it's always just like okay you got to pick your battles right yeah so learning that at a, like a young age helps but like once you start getting into money and this is where i'm at like you start getting into money and you're just like oh, i can buy those now and it, that just becomes the habit right of just being like i can buy these right now so i'm gonna just buy them oh then you, then yeah just- dude after college man when i got my first job well mm-hmm. my first job out of college i should say that was, I, man, I, I couldn't keep the money in my pocket because I'm like, oh, I live by a mall. I'm making good money. This release today, bet I'm gonna get two of them. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like I had a period of like, just, just copping uncontrollably. I think I, I think I bought like five pairs in one day. One time I was like, bro, I need to stop. This is That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> what was, what was your first job? My first job, I was actually, uh, I worked as a, uh, manager, management trainee at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, bro. Wow. Don't do it. Anybody who's listening. I mean, it was, um, it was definitely a learning experience. I was there for four years. I was actually mm-hmm. got to be a manager, but that was a uh, stressful job. People were like washed a car in the Texas heat in August in a suit and tie. Jesus. Exactly. It's like, put it all together. You're like, what's wrong with this picture? Yeah. So that was definitely, uh, I had to buy shoes to keep myself sane. I remember standing in line at the house of hoops mm-hmm. near my office for the Black History Month. Yeah, but I was standing in line for like the LeBron nines and KDs mm-hmm. for work. I was like, I just got to get this before I go to work. This is a Saturday morning. I don't want to be there. So let me do something to make myself feel better. That's how it was like a shoe therapy, but it was a bad habit. <laughs> Yo, for real. I bet that. But, I mean, like sh- shopping therapy only helps for so much. Right. So like, right. I fall, I fall into that badly. Right. Where I'm just like, and then, and then what's worse on top of this, right. Like currently is when you do is with the pandemic and stuff like that. Cause I feel like it brought it on big time because mm-hmm. in 2020, I've never, I, I think there was the most sneakers I ever bought in a year. It was like <laughs> boxes on boxes. Yo. And I was, and, and <laughs> people were asking me like, yo, how you handle the pandemic and stuff. I was just like, yo, I'm thriving, my man. I got like everything. I'm not here winning, bro. I'm out here winning sneaker raffles, yo. Bro. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like coughing left and right. And I'm just like, and the beginning part of it though, because there was nothing on sale. So I was just racking up on on my bread. I wasn't spending it. Yeah. So but then right I'm saying like so retail ther- retail ter- therapy, it it works when you go into the store, right? Versus yeah. 
you buying the stuff and it gets delivered to you because it, you don't get that same satisfaction. You don't get that satisfaction of walking into the store and being like, yo, I want this. I'm going to get it. It's I, different. Yeah. You know? I almost feel like this sounds crazy, but I, I feel almost as bad after I buy something online. Like if I just get this weird bug, I want to buy something. I do mm-hmm. it. I click it. I'm like, why the hell did I do that? Like what? That, I didn't need that. It's like, but when I can hold it, I can touch it. I can convince myself more. It's like, oh, this is cool. I can wear it out the store. I click on that button at, you know, fill in the blank store. I'm like, God, dog, I didn't need that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And, and the sneaker, the sneakers app does that to you so much because you're like, you're so used to not hitting mm-hmm. that when you finally do, because you put it in for everything, you're like, I don't even want these. And yep. it's such a it's such a weird thing now, right? Because before I remember where it was just like, and I hate when I say that, but I remember when you could go into the store and you can and and stuff will be on sale, and then you'd have to be like, all right, like, am I gonna actually wear these? And and you give yep. yourself that that like moment of being like, I'm gonna spend this money now. Am I gonna actually do something with this? You know? Oh yeah. So. And I can't tell you many times I, I'm the person that my wife laughs at me because we'll go in the store. She's like, are you going to get anything? Because when I go places, I won't buy anything. Like, I will mm-hmm. not buy a thing. She's like, do you want to buy something? Like, eh, maybe. We'll see. And I'll pick something else. Oh, yeah, I like these. And I carry around, blah, blah, blah. And we, by the time we get into cash register, she's like, where is that? I'm like, I'll put it down. I didn't want it that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I came up for like 30 minutes and like, eh, I convinced myself in my head I'm not going to ever wear this or I'm not going to ever use it and it's just, I would set it down randomly as we're walking and no one ever notices <laughs> I'm the worst because like, I mean, you can ask all my friends or anybody that has ever gone shopping with me, I am the person that will make you buy half the store and I will not buy anything yo, like, <laughs> I'm the same way like, let me live vicariously through you and I don't feel back because my wallet doesn't hurt Exactly. But it's also just like, I'm always like, I, well, I'm a bigger dude. So I'm always just, just like, yo, this looks dope. So I'll just be like dressing my friends. And then, <laughs> and, and, uh, and then they'll just be like, yo, man, I'm like so broke. Like, I was just like, I was just like, yeah, you know, we went shopping. <laughs> you like, bought a lot of things today. Yeah, didn't you bought bad stuff when we went shopping, man. It was crazy. <laughs> I had to help you with bags, bro. <laughs> well, that's why. So it's funny. So, you know, our Discord group we're in. Mm-hmm. I will go in and like see the, you know, new pickups. I'm like, oh, you know, I jump in every so often. I'll be mm-hmm. looking like, oh, that's dope. That's dope. Or people are like, should I buy that? Do it. I'm like, that's me. I'm going to do it. Buy it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to do it, but I can appreciate someone else, you know, taking the time and effort to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that, like the Discord group is dope. Like, I think it's like we were missing, um, a sense of community and, and I've been trying to find one. And once I saw, uh, the post for the Discord group, I was just like, oh, I'm definitely in here. Um, and it's and it's still growing and stuff like that. But it's just like, what was the Texas? Because I don't know what part of Texas you were from, but uh, or you grew up in. But what was this like Texas sneaker community like? Yeah, so I I'm in Houston. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you think of Houston, you think of guys with like, you know, Slim Thug, Bun B and all that. So it was it was really Jordan retro heavy, of course but you're also a really big Air Force One community. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly find it hard to find an actual sneaker community here. Like there's no, I have my couple, like I have some really good friends that were into sneakers, but like one of my best friends we met in college, we worked at Champs together. We like were next door neighbors for a while. So me and him, you know, we'll talk about sneakers, but we'll talk about 20 other things as well. But mm-hmm. um Got a couple of friends that, you know, like we're in the sneakers. We'll talk about releases and stuff. But I, to me, 
it is more, and I think it's probably a lot of places though. I think sneakers here is more of a, of a status. Um, Houston is a place where people just like to flex for no apparent reason. It's like, bro, first of all, it's too hot to be wearing half this crap. Um, <laughs> but there is never anything like left on the shelf here. We don't, we don't get a ton of releases. I mean, I know Travis Scott may be a sensitive subject for, uh, for people now, but he's from here and half the releases you look at a sneakers app is like, Oh, LA or New York. And like, bro, you didn't even like, you got like five pairs here, but you're doing these drops, these geo release drops in these places. So it's just really weird. I can't even find, like, I can't pinpoint a culture in sneakers here. I mean, they do things like the Houston sneaker summit. Um, that happens, I think, twice a year out in the Toyota mm-hmm. Center or Reliant, wherever they do it now. But it's nothing that is substantial, I feel like. I mean, I don't come to Houston. I don't. I go to a couple of places like Premium Goods every so often. But it's ever since the pandemic, I really haven't gone non- nowhere to go like sneaker shopping. So I don't know if anything's yeah. changed. But nothing was really just like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to meet up here. We got these group of people who are really... Nah, man, it's not... I feel like this is the place where back is heavy here i think mm-hmm. because there's a couple stores and you look on like instagram if you look at like just different houston stores like boutique or resale shops there's just a lot there's two in particular uh like i'm doing this called like shoebox and then another one's like agenda all of this is like the owners just literally they got all these pairs just like flexing all these like their dollars and stuff like bro it's not even about community. I understand you make your money, have a store. I'm not mad at the reselling aspect. It's not that, but just the way they go about basically saying, Oh, we're going to sell for this much. If you don't want it, go away. And like, you don't have to say that if they come in and see the price and they don't want it, just let them move along. It's just, again, it's not much of a culture. It's more about the, how much money can I get all people down here? seems like. Ah, I mean, like that sounds like, well, you just glanced over your time at champs. So oh. what was it? <laughs> what was it? Since, since that is like you were in the heart of it. So like when 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 did you work at Champs and like has it was there? Do you have like a story of like, I don't know, somebody coming through and just shutting down the line or something like that, you know? Yo, so I worked in Champs when I was in college. So I went to Baylor and uh-huh. uh, I worked in I worked at the Champs in Waco. It was actually really cool. I enjoyed the experience. I think anyone who's ever into sneakers, if they have the ability to do so. Go yeah. work in a sneaker store. It is, it is a really eye-opening experience just really looking at just the inner workings of like the stock rooms and selling it because I, I was a business major, marketing. So really it's like selling was in my blood. Mm-hmm. So basically selling sneakers like cars. You see people come in, talking to them, really getting a feel of what they like, you know, you know they're, they're, they're the build of their foot and things like that. Just knowing those things is really cool from the other side as opposed to just going and copying everything. Just yeah. seeing everything because like you realize that your high seller isn't the Jordan retro. Of course you have a line for that, but mm-hmm. the, the dad shoe looking shock, I can't remember the R4 or whatever it was. That was like the mm-hmm. biggest seller uh, at our champs. And it is, it is crazy to see those things, but I always remember the first of the month when the athletes would get their stipend, they come in there. You, you had a, a percentage commission that you would get off the, off the sale. So uh-huh. you want to make sure you worked that day. You knew the athletes were coming in because they're coming in buying up everything, bro. Like everything like stacks. They're, they're buying up all the all whites. They're buying up, you know, any Jordan retro, you know, when stuff still sat around, they're buying up everything, man. So that was a uh, definitely something, but i worked the 2011 mm-hmm. Concord 11 release, which I mean, if y'all remember 
things like the get money boys and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> dude, this was, they shut down our mall. Like the line wow. was ridiculous. This is before they had a traditional raffle system. So we had the two biggest guys in our store who were like ex basketball player and ex football player mm-hmm. from college. They were giving out like numbers, but when they opened the door, people ran in like the freaking stampede from Lion King, bro. Like <laughs> through the mall and we had to pull our gate down. People are getting pressed up against our gate. We're trying to like just sell our shoes as quickly and fairly as possible. All right, cool. What's your, what did you get your ticket? Cool. We'll go back and get the shoe for him. Had uh-huh. a guy in there, clearly a drug dealer. Like never trying to be profiling anybody, but straight up. Homeboy's a drug dealer. You could just like, you look at the guy, like you smell it on him. Like, and he's like, oh, I got this. He's like, hey, hey, hello, homie. Go give me another one too. I'm like, no, I, I can't. Like, like <laughs> only one for a person. Like, come on, man. And he's like, literally at, like, and getting like visibly frustrated because no one would get him another one. Uh-huh. I'm like, bro, you got to calm down. So they shut them all down because a fight broke out down the hallway, basically in the foot action mm-hmm. where they broke the gate. And when the fight broke out, people were just stealing stuff out the store. Because of the yeah. my God, dude, they sent us all home to mall clothes, cops everywhere. And then this was like the first instance of back door ever saw because mm-hmm. the team at Foot Locker, which is in between us and Foot Action, was selling pairs to the you know, little jewelry store kiosk in the middle of the mall. They yeah. were selling them to them for more expensive so that the people in the jewelry store could sell them for like 500 bones when the mall opened back up. They're like They had them in their little booth slanging them in the middle of the mall because they could say they had them and people were willing to pay for them. That was the first instance of like back doing someone ever saw crazy. That's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's smart. Well, I don't know how, like I'm picturing New York jewel kiosk, uh, jewelry kiosk in, in like this mall that's by me where it's, it's like, they just have like glass and then they like just tuck the stuff away. Like they yeah. put everything in a state in, sh- in a safe. Same thing. And, be, and you just got a pair of space jams just right there. Just, <laughs> just hanging, just hanging <laughs> out, bro. It was like, don't mind me, but it was just nuts, man. I remember we got our pairs. That's, you know, that's again, when I worked at champs, we were mm-hmm. allotted one pair. We still pay. We had a discount on it, which was dope because I remember getting there 180 bucks at the time. I paid like 111 for them. But our boss was like, so like, he was like, look, I don't want y'all getting jumped out of here. So everyone, if you're buying them, great, buy them. When the mall opens up, if you have a shift, come back and work it. If you don't have a shift today, uh, just come back in right before the mall closes. And we're going to all leave at the same time so that no one like, has any issues, basically. So that we all get robbed at the same time. Yeah, like, man, <laughs> it was nuts. Like, he's like, bring a backpack, bring like a different bag. He's like, we're not leaving out of here with champs bags. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's safe. I think that's really that was really dope of them to do that. Like, I mean, I I remember going up to like lining up for a pair of Elevens in New York City was a whole craziness as as a like I only did it one time for the one pair that I have because I'm not a big fan of Elevens. Yeah. But like, I never understood the hype behind them because I just think it's like. It's just a patent leather bulky shoe to me, right? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I, I never was just like, oh, yeah, I got to have them, got to have them. But I was just like, you know, I'm into sneakers. I try everything. Like, let me see what the big deal is. So I yeah. go and, and, I, and I win a raffle and I won the raffle and they hit me up and they're like, you got to be here at like eight o'clock the next morning. I get there at eight o'clock the next morning and I'm just hanging there in front of in, in Times Square at the big Foot Locker that's there. Um, in like 2000 and was it 24, 
2014, I want to say. It was the the Columbia release. So I oh, think, yeah. yeah, 2014. So, like, I go and they were just like, all right, you just got to get on this line. Get on this line. I ended up waiting eight hours after winning a what? raffle. And they just left us all out there to 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 pick up the shoes like the shoes are all like they're all we the whoever on this line has won the shoes in their size like why am i out here waiting eight hours it was the longest day of my life that's absolutely insane like you, you won the shoe like why are you still out here like i should be able to go home now like what what are we doing yo it was terrible and then like People start being like, yo, what's going on? And then they're like, oh, yeah, like 15 minutes. And 15 minutes turns into like two hours, three uh, hours. Yeah, it was terrible. And so I was like, I don't understand why. And basically, why did I end up camping out for a shoe I won that I got a raffle ticket for? That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> they're like, hey, you know what? Let's see if you really want it. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, it's crazy. Like that, that I. Because that was in the early days of like the raffling. Yeah. And before that, it was just New York City. It was just hectic with all the lineups. Like people were just you'd start lining up the day before at like eight o'clock or like when the student like people were lining up when as soon as the door closed uh, at the store and then they'd be like, all right, seats down like we're camping it. And I'm just like, for I'm like, I would pass by and be like, what are you like? Not to ask them. Cause I hate a- asking people online. Like yeah. I hate when people ask me if I'm on the line, what is it for? <laughs> if I don't know what the line is for, then obviously the line, yeah, the line <laughs> is not for me. So I'm not asking, like, I'm not asking even if I'm there. So then I was just like, yeah, you know, like I'm usually just like, I'll just be like, oh, it's probably just some trash and I'll just keep it moving because I, I don't want to get tempted to, to be like, ah, oh, you know, uh, let me come in tomorrow morning at like four o'clock and see what happens. Like, no, nah, that's not me. <laughs> hey, so, you know, it, it, yeah, I I went to, um, God, there's the, last, the all-star game in 2020, right? Literally right before the pandemic hit, uh, the one in Chicago. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to see if I can get something. I was really trying to get the off-white fives. I was like, oh, let's see if I can do it. and um, Cause I was there to, I was meeting up with the guys, uh, where testers had set up like this basket or like a sneaker media basketball game. I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go play. Mm-hmm. I would be like explore the city a little bit before I go. And I was like, all right, cool. I can do. How was I there before the store opened and still can get it? I'm like, how? Like it was just, it was impossible then for the, uh, what is it? The, the high 85s. I mean, that didn't happen either. Yeah. Uh, there was like, I asked the guy when the line started, cause I knew I was like, is this for the, cause they were doing it to where it wasn't just, the, it was the pack that came with the, uh, the, uh, Oh God, the, the ship, the, the freaking airship. And mm-hmm. I asked the guy at the front, like, how many pairs do you guys really have? I'm like, I'm not getting the line. Cause the line's going around the building. He's like, yeah, he's like, dude, I think we have like 20. Bro, there was at least a hundred people in line. I was like, bro, you need to tell these people something. This, I ain't gonna say nothing. It ain't my place, but you need to talk to somebody. Cause this is looking real stupid, right? <laughs> I mean, that's so I like, yeah, that's one of the biggest things about getting on the line or sneaking line is that like you you have run the risk of being like that, like 21st person. Yep. But you don't know it until you become the 21st person. And then it's it's like it's like your your um your high school crush just like it was just like I liked you, but you didn't ask me out. Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> it's just heartbreaking, man. Cause that has, that's happened. Like I, I never really stood in too many lines. Like I said, I did the black history month, uh, sneakers when like it was the, you know, the height of Nike basketball. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't stand in too many lines because I was like, I don't have the time. I always had something else to do. Like that was more important than standing in line for a sneaker. But also it was at a point where restocks happened frequently. Like I remember I walked in, I ended up buying Thunder Fours after work one day. They mm-hmm. had like Celtic ones sitting there. Like I was able to buy stuff, military blue fours, retail sitting at stores. And I know the times have changed. They make it more limited product. It is what it is. But I wasn't used to having to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm also like, I'm, I'm in that camp too, where it's just like, you can just like walk in and see, but like, you know, I mean, we harp on this a lot here, but you know, the way the, the way of the sneaker game has gone to resellers. And it's just like, one, once, once that started coming up, uh, it was just like, all right, now everything's hard to get now. So like, don't even try. Or like, if you yep. try, you know, like don't get your hopes up and walking past stores now like if you go to like any foot store foot action foot lock or whatever it's all just like regular ass kicks right there's nothing there's the like i remember when the house of hoops first started opening up and you can go in there and be like yo this is crazy like these are the craziest kds or whatever and then and then now it's all just like nope don't even think about trying to get them yeah don't look at that don't look at that now don't get too attached because you ain't getting it (laughs) or 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 it's like the shoes that are just straight, like nobody wants them. And you're just mm-hmm. like, you're just like, I don't know if I want to wear them now. Like it's <laughs> sitting here for a reason, but yeah. and the thing I've always, I've been pretty like steadfast with the things I want. So it's like, if I want it, I'm going to get it. I don't care who's wearing it or not. But I just, like you said, just, you don't have the option anymore when you go into a store. Cause I, I went by the foot locker and that's near where we are, where we're living. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like it looks similar to like this inside of like academy sport, you know, sport and outdoors. I'm like, bro, why don't y'all even have like good basketball shoes at this point? Because there's nothing in there. Like there's like, that's what it looked like. 12 shoes in that store. Yo, I mean, I was in, uh, where did I go? Like, I, well, so actually I did want to bring this up and I know you, you have to head out soon. So yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up because it's a very topical to what was spoken about on your guys podcast uh-huh. which is that the mom and pop stores right yeah there are next to none now right yep um what like what do you feel like would have if you're just like a just to you because like i mean we all have our opinions of just like you know we're going to mom and pop stores and being able to to cop sneakers from there and like it's such a different it's so different versus when it was like what it is now, especially. Right. So mm-hmm. like, what do you think is, what do you think is able to bring back mom and pop stores if, or, or what, what creates like longevity in one? You know what I mean? You have to have a sustaining brand that the masses want to buy. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to bring back mom and pop stores or those keep them around because you know, the ones, and it's kind of hard to call them mom and pop stores, but I call them, I guess, independent stores now. Like yeah. Kith, uh, Packer, uh, Bodega, they all offer an experience that people want to be a part of. And that's why Nike has not, you know, they don't shut them down. They don't give them those, those stupid letters saying, hey, sorry, we're pulling your, your account for no apparent reason. Because mm-hmm. they, they need those stores to promote hype. Because when you think of Kith, that's, you know, Kith is the closest, I think the closest store you're going to get a blurred line of luxury and hype streetwear. Right. And I just think that the other the mom and pops just don't have a chance. Uh, and it sucks. 
I think they mm-hmm. should because those are great places to just walk and say, oh, that's dope. They have it on. They may even have it early. They may put it out late, but you have a chance of actually getting something. But it really just stinks that they really just don't even have that chance anymore. And I don't really see it coming back right now. I hope they do. I'm a big proponent of those types, types of stores, but yeah. I just don't know what they can do to, to make a comeback because at this point in time, with everything being stuck in freights, of course, Nike's not going to allocate to them. They're going to make sure to get their big boys taken care of first. Mm-hmm. I, heck, I feel like they take care of like, uh, they're not going to take care of Foot Locker stuff anymore. They can just like, eh, we'll give you guys whatever scraps are there. We'll make sure you get your stuff for your raffles whenever. But other than that, there ain't nothing there. Like everything else, you got to go to Nike site. You got to go to the Nike app. You got to go to, you know, the websites for Kith and all these other places to find something good, which again, I'm not mad at Ronnie. I'm not mad at these people, the little stores who, you know, you know, SNS and things like that, because they put together a product that has longevity. Yeah. Because it's the experience with those places, but these little places just don't stand a chance and it stinks. For sure. And I think it's, what what what's really puzzling to me is that like, you know, I, and I mentioned this in the Discord, so I'm just gonna say it here. It's just like, yeah. it's that, you know, reselling culture was created out of this base of just like stores, mom and pop stores, uh, needing money, so they would just be like, "Yo, I got old sneakers sitting in the stock room. Yeah. If you offload these, I'll hook you up, uh, with the next high hype shit that comes in, right?" Mm-hmm. And those are now not like nobody can do that now. Like, yep. I don't I don't think there is a store that sits on inventory anymore. Right. Because no, you have that. Yeah. You have that opportunity to be like, all right, I could send this back to Nike. And then it just ends up at the outlet store. Right. Yep. So there is no. All right. I mean, we can put these on sale for like 50. No, it's like once you go down to 50 or 40 bucks on a shoe and it doesn't sell within that like week, they're like, all right, send it back because you're going to get you can get our money back. You what, like that's what like, you know, the model like, like I can't even say models. The models doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I haven't heard that name forever, dude. <laughs> so it, like, I mean, what, like JCPenney or something like that, right? Like they still sell Nike sometime. I don't Sometimes. think they but I it's think? like very, very base product. Like, I mean, like yeah, it's just like monarchs, and yeah. that's it. Like yeah, um, so like yeah, it, I think, I think it's it's crazy to see it. Like as a person, as a people in this industry now, that like we're just trying to create content around this. But what's gonna? I feel like what's gonna happen is that in order to create content, we have to stick these to these lanes that kind of like do not interact with how resale culture works. Cause like yeah. we, if we just continue to talk about hype stuff all day, right. We're going to have to pay these prices that mm-hmm. resellers are, are, are trying to force everybody to pay, you know, absolute facts, man. Because I mean, that's, if you look at it, all you do is look at your, your Instagram feed or your social media feed, whatever. It's the same mm-hmm. five shoes in that hot minute. And of course you have some, you know, those sustaining hype shoes, like, you know, insert color Jordan one or, you know, whatever it may be, insert collaboration name. You're going to have those consistently hot shoes, but it's always the same things over and over again. I mean, for example, um, like hype. I mean, I'm happy for New Balance on this one because they had a hot product, but mm-hmm. hype destroyed the was it Refined Future or Protection Pack? I'm you know whatever the correct name is for it. That was a GR shoe. And now it's going upwards to $700 on resale markets for a GR sneaker that had nothing know anything but that's what hype does it takes something that 
you know, one person has to say something, two people to say something in the right place. And boom, we're in this scenario where, oh, I thought I was just going to be able to pick the sucker up on sale to, I'm not giving you $700 for a $130 shoe. Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause like, even speaking on that, like the, the Ame Leon Dior's or whatever, the, mm-hmm. I forgot, I never know how to say it, the name. <laughs> ALD but, for safe. Yeah. ALDs. <laughs> but I seen like recently a size six in a specific colorway of the the new balance collab goes for like 600 700 dollars the 550s yeah oh no thank you and green absolutely not i can't (laughs) dude i actually uh, um i had the white navy pair because i got them for under 200 dollars and i just did i like them but i just didn't wear them i feel like the hype i I thought it was gonna be way better quality than what it was and Mm -hmm. It still didn't. I mean, I'm sure it was a decent leather and things like that, but it just didn't do it for me. So I actually traded them for uh, a pair of the uh, Jordans I've been doing my collection videos on. So I was like, well, if I'm not going to wear them, give it to somebody who will. I'm not about to mm-hmm. gouge them. I'm like, hey, look, just trade me something that's, I- I'll give it the perceived value of it being even. And it was to me because I'm actually going to wear this other item. And why would I, like, and you're, you're part of our Discord family. I'm not about to knock you over the head. That's silly. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, I know you got to head up out here, but we ask everybody okay. at the end of every episode, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? <sighs> thrill of the hunt, man, that's a great question, because it's almost like it almost is to me like a treasure hunt, because there's few things that I really have on the list of items I always want to have. Mm. And there's a lot of things I haven't found yet, but it's always like a treasure hunt to me. And it's something I am going to keep. Like if those you know, we, the, the word grail is thrown around a lot, but if I'm able to get that grail sneaker, it's not something I'm ever going to get rid of. It's just like being able to find it and enjoy it because I'm not going to sit there and look at it on the shelf. I'm going to wear it. So Thrill of the Hunt is finding something I'm actually going to appreciate and use. And when I get it, man, it's just, it's a heck of a feeling. I'd say that much. Yo, perfectly said. Um, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, brother. Of course, you guys can always find me on Sneaker history uh website the podcast discord uh everywhere sneaker history i'll be there but you guys can also find me on instagram and twitter at madwatcher789 and go ahead and check out the youtube channel we are slowly growing and i appreciate you guys it's it's just under mike guillory it's simple as that yeah uh everything's going to be in the episode description uh make sure you click the links and um you know what we say every week everybody wear your kicks peace See ya.